And live from the nation's capital, and dare I say the barbecue capital of the world, Kansas City, Sean Levine, Nick Ashew. Uh, let me tell you something, Sean. I know you, I don't know if you saw yesterday, but uh, I got in a little bit of trouble. I was talking about it on the show yesterday with Uh-oh. a uh, flamethrower. Yeah. Did you see the flamethrower story? Did do, did you hear, get that part? Yeah, 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 yeah. I saw the flamethrower okay. story. What okay. happened? I'm just making sure you have background on that. If you missed it, uh, yeah, I got a flame, had a flamethrower over the weekend. They're the the best, and you can just burn stuff with it. And I killed plants on our on our our patio because I'm a dope and I'm an idiot and didn't realize, you know, there was like new plants out there and they weren't going to survive the heat that was just all over the place here. Uh, my wife just sent me a text and said, "This is your fault," and I'll put it up on the camera here if you're watching on Twitch or YouTube. It is a cart full of plants, full of plants. She just decided to go ahead and buy everything, I guess, that the garden center had. So to make up for the three plants that I killed, she's now bought three for one plant, and we're going to have another forest out on her patio. But you know what? What can I say? I can't do anything. I killed stuff with a flamethrower. And I'll be honest with you, Sean, it was worth it. They're awesome. I feel like you should have to have some sort of a license or pass a test. You just had to give me your credit card and they sent you a flamethrower? Yes, yes. Uh, this is the world we live in today. So, yeah, wow. I mean, when you think about it, you can get one of those giant, uh, you know, the propane heaters, the, what they call them, like the mushroom heaters or whatever. You can get those. Those can explode. So, yeah, they just give people flamethrowers now. I'm going to – I can't <laughs> wait till it actually – I'm not waiting for snow. But when it does happen around here or ice, I'm just going to go torching everything, man. Going to be worth it. It's going to be worth the trouble I got in. I don't know, man. Keep yourself out of trouble. I feel like you're the reason why they need, like, at least at least a little three-question test. If you get two of them right, we'll send you the flamethrower. I know you well enough to know you might get one right. You one, that, does, that should not be in your hands. Well, listen, I know this. If one of the questions is, uh, can you use this close to plants, the answer will be no, and I'll get that no. right. So I learned the hard way, but I learned, and in the end, that's that's all that matters. So – I know we're in the NBA Finals right now. We're going to get more to the game in a little bit. Obviously, that's not till tomorrow night, Game 3 of the Finals. But we've also got the rest of the NBA getting ready for the draft and getting ready for what always is the Wild West, and it's the NBA offseason and player movement. And we've gotten to the point now where, because in the past we've had so many shocking moves from Durant going to the Warriors or Kawhi going to the Clippers and get Paul George to request the trade to join him, and you go down the list of things. Anytime a rumor is out there, it's believable. It's at least, how could we make this happen, or how could we not make it happen? Well, for the last 24 hours or so, the Kyrie Irving, LeBron James in Dallas, also Lakers not wanting Kyrie in L.A., has been dominating the NBA with a little bit of time off between the NBA Finals. Brendan Haywood, who always has a strong opinion, was on the NBA TV set uh, and was asked about it. And if we have that, it was about as honest as you could probably be with what the situation actually is. We've got to get to this because this tweet from Shams obviously blowing up the day in the NBA. Kyrie Irving has apparently reached out to LeBron James to see if he would come to Dallas. <laughs> Kyrie is a free agent this offseason. I would let you take it from there. Hey, come on, man. Kyrie, LeBron, and Luka, three ball-dominant guys. Who's who's going to be the, the defender? You need a wing defender in this league. Who, who's going to guard the tough people down the stretch? No, Keith Sweat? Nobody? Huh? Like, dog, like, who? Like, come on, man. This team doesn't even fit together on paper. I, 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 can't, I can't be mad at Kyrie for, for trying. Right. LeBron's still playing at a high level, but what are you going to do, take the ball out of Lucas' hands? I just don't understand how this team would work. I don't think that would be a good idea. Plus, I don't think LeBron ain't going nowhere, man. 
Yeah, I, this is what I said yesterday on the show, Sean. It was like, all three of these guys need the ball in their hands. It, it's not, it makes no sense, even just a basketball standpoint. Before we start talking about logistics, financial, uh, all the fact that Sean or LeBron really just can't be traded right now still because of the CBA and all those things. There's a reason why Dallas is minus 105 and the favorite to be Kyrie's next team with the Lakers all the way at plus 240 and then the Heat and Suns and Clippers all at 10 to 1. He's not going anywhere. LeBron's not going anywhere. But now because this is where the NBA is, you've got teams always trying to figure out if they can at least stir the pot and see what comes out on top. I mean, maybe with his flat earth theory, he thinks LeBron could keep his house in L.A. and that Dallas is only like 20 minutes away. I don't know how that works because it's not real. I do know this much. Whatever Kyrie Irving says, run far and fast in the other direction. I mean, when's the last time that anything that he said or did made anything better? I'm talking about his comments last year with Brooklyn that got him suspended. I'm talking about his time with Dallas where they were the four seed when they got him and ended up not even making the play-in game. Or Brooklyn, which he definitely did not make a better franchise. Or Boston, where the people don't like him. Or Cleveland, which is back to our point when he played with LeBron James. It's not like that thing ended really well. Now, if you're talking about on court, it did. But off court, that was really the beginning of the problems, right? Like, I don't know if he had a problem not being the number one guy or he just wanted to get out of Cleveland or it was an actual issue with LeBron. But let's not pretend like that thing didn't end tumultuously, just like every other relationship that I'm aware that he's ever had. So if I'm LeBron, I'm not even humoring the idea, one, of going anywhere else right now, right? The Lakers... It feels like, to me, they're a piece away from really maybe going to a championship. They were a piece away this year, in my opinion, from going to a championship. But to go to Dallas where Kyrie is, hell no. And that's what gets overlooked because they got swept. That Lakers team had the best record after the trade deadline in the regular season. They just had a lot of ground to make up. So people talk about them being a seven seed and you know how they started off the season. Totally different team. It doesn't matter. None of that matters. What matters is... They changed up the roster and created what you need to do in today's NBA. Not super teams, not big threes. It doesn't work. And look, I'm sorry, even in Miami, LeBron, Chris Bosh, and Dwayne Wade, they only won two titles. That, to me, is not enough for a team that was loaded with three, actually four with Ray Allen, four Hall of Famers on that roster, and they won two titles. When you're building teams in the NBA today, if let's just you know what let's live in the world of hypothetical let's live in this crazy fantasy world where lebron goes and plays in dallas in their trade they trade away a bunch of guys doesn't really matter let's just imagine just those three on the roster figure out the rest of the pieces they'd probably be installed as the favorite to win the title in dallas and you know what i wouldn't go near it the price wouldn't be good enough but they also would not be able to put things together where this would work we've now seen that you need chemistry in basketball I know this is a crazy thought, but we actually need players that fit different roles and different pieces. That's how you win. Look at the Denver Nuggets. The Nuggets have one of the most unique players that we have ever seen. Not as unique as Shohei Otani, you crazy person, but besides that, <laughs> Nikola Jokic is the new version of Unicorn because it's about the passing and the point guard skills, not just the shooting. You got Jamal Murray that can get hot and score at any time. Michael Porter Jr. has been a mess in this series, but he still has the ability as a 6'10 shooter to get buckets anytime he wants. Aaron, like, you got all these different roles. Contavious Caldwell-Pope's a 3 and D guy. Go look at the Heat. It's all role players. It's Jimmy Butler, Bam Adebayo, and then who's going to be the next role player to step up this night, this game, this series? They all have roles. They all have parts. They all have 
uh, different understandings of what they're supposed to do night in and night out, and sometimes quarter by quarter if they need to switch things up. Both of those teams. You don't get that when you just load up a bunch of stars that all want to be the man, all want to be a number one in one way or another, and then say, oh, yeah, this just roll the ball out and it's going to work. It doesn't. We've seen this so many times. We are at the end, not the middle, the end of the super team era, the big three era. It doesn't mean the teams won't, tr won't try to go out and get stars, but it's going to look different because we we've got enough evidence now to show you it just doesn't work. And the Warriors don't count because the Warriors drafted that entire roster before Kevin Durant and they won titles. And then they won title after Kevin Durant was there too. Yeah, they added Durant and they won, and that's fine. But that was a unique time when the salary cap spiked and everybody had all the money in the world to spend. And they just were like, well, we're like, they're like Michael Scott when they had a surplus in the office. And they were like, well, we got money to spend. Do we get a copy or do we get shares? No, how about you just keep it for yourself? I don't know. We got to do something with the money. That's what teams were doing then. So you're not going to see that type of era anymore in the NBA. And the Heat and the Nuggets are showing us right now that this is how you build teams. Oh, I completely agree with most of what you said. I don't think the Heat underachieved for the record. I think that winning a couple of championships, look, I mean, you're not going to win every single one. You don't have to be perfect for me to go pat you on the back and say, wow, that was very impressive. As far as the Kyrie Irving thing goes and LeBron ever playing with him again, I hear what you're saying. Like, it can't just be, all right, on paper, LeBron, Luka, and Kyrie look amazing because there's only one ball, right? The whole, you don't want too many cooks in the kitchen thing. It's not really that when it comes to Kyrie. It just is Kyrie. That's it. When's the last time that Kyrie Irving helped the basketball team or made them better? And I hear what he says when it comes mm -hmm. to the microphone. He loves playing the game of basketball. Show me. Because when it comes to LeBron James, I've never questioned his love for the game of ball. The other guy that you're talking about right now, Luca, I've never questioned how much he, he appears to me that looks like a guy that loves playing basketball. Kyrie Irving... I can't even guarantee you that he loves playing basketball. I know he loves collecting the paycheck. I know he loves people talking about him. But I'm not sure that he does everything he can just to get on the basketball court based on the fact that I saw the other day that big three of James Harden, Kevin Durant, and Kyrie Irving only played in 18% of the games together when they were all on the roster. So we didn't even really get a chance to see him, and it's mostly because of Kyrie Irving. So... Again, it's not that he isn't a good player. It's just send his ass to Orlando. We don't have to talk about him. Well, yeah, it becomes just fit, right? I mean, it, it matters. if he, it's One, he's got to want to be there. Two, he's got to want to be a part of the organization. All these things. We've talked about this with Kyrie so many times. Enrique brings up a good point here, too. This new CBA, without getting all the details because no one really gives a damn, but like it's going to make it harder for super teams even more. Like The NBA doesn't want that. They want the talent spread out. They want the parity. Look at all the parity we've had in the NBA. If you look ahead to odds even for next year, Denver's the favorite to win the title of 5-1. to one. Boston's plus 350. Milwaukee's plus 650. Phoenix, 850. Lakers are in at 12 with Golden State. Philadelphia, 13. Dallas, crazy enough, is still in there at 13. But, like, it just – you could look at all those teams, just like we've done now, without having the draft or the offseason, and a lot's going to change – you can look at all of them and say, I got five reasons why they could win, why it's, they're worth betting on right now, and I got 10 more reasons why you shouldn't go anywhere near them. And the NBA wants this. They want more of that parity and more interest, but you do still need to have really good teams, and you need to have villains, and you need to have rivalries. And they're trying to work on building the rivalries with those rivalry weeks they actually did this year, right? They had a whole bunch of games that were classic rivals out there. But when you have hard, contested playoff series, you build that history. The NBA is better off and more interesting when it has rivalries and you don't have the constant player movement year after year. 
And you also don't have super teams when it just comes to success. Like, it's one thing to call the Phoenix Suns a super team because they've got all these Hall of Famers and Chris Paul and Devin Booker and now Kevin Durant and all this. But what I think of really a super team is a team that has all the players and they've actually done it, right? You mentioned Golden State when they were doing it, when you talk about the Miami Heat. Right now, you look around, if the Denver Nuggets are next year's favorite, and obviously the favorite still right now, to win this year's NBA championship. And what that tells me is it's completely wide open. You could convince me that the Nuggets never win a championship. It would twist my arm and tell me that Nikola Jokic retires without winning a championship, even though a couple of weeks ago I was saying he's going to retire with multiple. That's the whole thing. There's not necessarily a dominant team out there. I think this playoffs have proven that if you like betting on the long shot, right? If you think you know a little symptom, oh, the Lakers are a good team that underachieved this year, and I like their matchups. The Miami Heat have a great roster and a great coach, and I think they've got enough experience. This is the playoffs to bet on and make some money at BetMGM because the only thing that we're learning, the deeper we get into this postseason is, bro, if you think something is going to happen in these NBA playoffs – that ain't going to happen. The odds are going to completely blow up in your face. So the more I think about it, I think I'm just going to put all my money in the Miami Heat to win this whole thing because it has been a funky, funky playoffs. Yeah, when you think about it, I mean, the only players you can find odds for out there right now for next team, and again, early, this is more of just fun than anything else. I'm not betting any one of these. We talk about Kyrie. Then it's Damian Lillard, where Portland's minus 500. And then Philadelphia is next up at 10 to 1. So that just shows you enough right there. It's like Dame, who's a star that's gotten thrown around in possible trade rumors over the years, if he wanted out. Doesn't look like he's going to go anywhere. If you want to go by this, that can that can change. But, I mean, Russell Westbrook, Clippers minus 220, Mavs 8 to 1, Miami 14 to 1. Like he's Not that he's even the, the star that he used to be, but I just don't think we're going to have the same level of... of teams taking all of the risks and gutting their rosters for one extra superstar to try and build something as wide open as things look right now you don't necessarily need to do that with the eastern conference having really every team from the top all the way down in flux i would do it for dame i would do it for dame dollar sign everything that i said against Kyrie irving damian lillard He's kind of the opposite of that dude. Now, he's been out in Portland, so nobody's really heard of him, right, when it comes to a lot of off the... He's a sick rapper, best rapper in the history of the NBA. But, (laughs) dude, I mean, Damian Lillard, you put him on probably, I would say, eight to ten different teams. Ultimately, that team becomes the favorite to win the NBA championship. Damian Lillard is the top ten player in the NBA right now. I mean, I'd I'd love to watch him in Philadelphia with Joel Embiid. He just has to actually say he wants to leave. Not like they're going to trade him. It's not happening, so...